Opportunities knock, sometimes by surprise. But sometimes opportunities come at a cost. I, I stand to leave, mm -hmm. and as I'm walking out the door, I pause and I turn around and I say, uh, this isn't really in your area, but do you know of any place that uh, I could go to get some new clothes um, on the cheap? Yeah, maybe up near the Golden Gundark. I think there's a place called Hershams. They're uh, <laughs> Hershams. they're decent. They got like secondhand stuff that's uh, I don't know, not bad. Is it gonna get me through the door at the most exclusive party of the century? Mm, maybe. Okay. Well, thanks, Demo. Kind of put I put the card in my pocket and walk out the door. Yep. You head out through the airlock grab your weapons, and head out back into uh, Ringo's. Still obnoxiously packed. Yep. Still crowded. Yep. People are dancing all around, and and I just want to get out of there as quickly as possible. Crowds mm -hmm. unnerve me. Yeah. So TC and I rush out and get out into the street, and it's pretty deserted and dark out there. Yeah, it's getting... I'd say it's getting early in the morning, because that's probably the only time that it's going to get deserted in the Blacklight District. Right. Is before the sun rises. Sure. So yeah, you've probably got about 12 hours to the party, and you probably also haven't slept in a while. So I make my way to the Golden... wait, Hers The Golden Gundark? Herschel's? What did he say it was uh, called? Hersham. He Hersham's? Yeah. Were they separate places? The Golden Gundark is the casino. And Hersham's is... Is a clothing place, apparently. At the casino? Why near, did he talk it. about the Golden... Oh, okay. So I make my way to Hersham's, uh -huh. and I get there, and... I can just tell by looking at it at the outside that, like, I'm going to have little to no luck here, but running out Especially, of options. yeah, looking at the outside, it's closed because it's very early morning. Right. So I'm going to break in. <laughs> How are you going to break in? With my repulsor fist. Okay. Um, I'm going to punch through the glass and then open it from the inside. Okay. Roll. Wait, roll. is there a panel on the outside, like a data panel? Uh, not on the front. There's no security panel or anything that mm. TC could hack into? No. Okay. So yes, I'm definitely going to do that. Okay. Roll a brawl check. Okay. Okay. I have four successes. Oh, my red. Yeah. Three threats. Four successes and one threat. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you feel that mechanism inside the repulsor fist, uh, like wind up and punch forward into the you go for the glass yeah okay have at least resistance yeah and it's like that super glass that doesn't easily break but um you get sort of a radiating um a wave yeah the glass wave yeah from where you punch in it and all it takes is one little tap and the whole window just shatters down Excellent. It's like safety glass, so it's like those little, like... The little particles. It almost looks like snow. Right. Yeah. So uh, I made short work of that, and, and then I reach in and unlock the door, and... You didn't even need to. Oh, was the whole door glass? <laughs> the whole door was glass. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Never mind. So I just walked through the frame. Uh-huh. Come on, TC. And TC follows behind me, and uh, I get in there, and there's just... It's just slim pickings. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a whole lot. It, I mean, it's... That's your threat. It's full of stuff, yeah. but it's all crap. Yeah. So I look around and I, I 
kind of glance through some some of the racks and it's just it's just crap clothes like old poor materials mm -hmm. gunshot wounds blood stains <laughs> it's not that bad <laughs> i just said it was mark it's not that bad <laughs> i feel like it's that bad so um so the, but then i've basically looked through everything there's just nothing there that would even get me in the door everyone would spot me as an imposter immediately and then i think i think what tc uh comes out from one of the the changing room areas and pull something off a rack how about this mistress i look and see what tc's held up should it be something great or something terrible i think it should be something great it's like the one good thing in this well, whole place okay so so um i was gonna say that tc let's say like, i have an idea of what tc could do mm -hmm. because i'm like i'm gonna think that maybe the owner of the store would like hoard the best stuff behind the counter for herself mm -hmm. and so maybe or, yeah, finds the there's box. like some shelves behind the counter with yeah. nice shoes and sure maybe there's some jewelry inside the counter mm -hmm. like a glass counter case okay great yeah so tc holds up an outfit it's like a thrift store yeah where they've got that special section the special that section. that they don't let you touch exactly it's a red leather jumpsuit with gold studs all over it and and um it basically looks like fancy body armor, mm -hmm. like body armor that's not really useful in a battle, but it's like it's it, because uh, a couple years ago, the the tr big trend was weekend warrior and <laughs> everybody wanted to dress as like warriors and stuff. So they were so they were mimicking um, armor from different from from different warriors in different, different warrior cultures, warrior cultures. And uh, this was one of them, and the red was supposed to be so that you wouldn't, uh, if you bled, nobody could tell, so that nobody could assume that you were wounded. And so that's why it was this red color, and of course the leather material was... It's actually seen. made out of Gundark. <laughs> Which really just spoke to me. Yeah. On a spiritual level. Gundarks are red. Oh, are they really? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know they were red. So, um, and then the, the metal studs are supposed to be like a re reinforcement plates. Of course, they're purely or ornamental in this instance, but it really just looks perfect. And it would go great with my with my black leather mm -hmm. glove that I have covered my repulsor fist. TC, good find. Uh, I hold it up to myself and it's the perfect size. And I go over to the counter that has all the fancy shoes locked up and, mm -hmm. the, and the jewels. And I just bash down on it and break it open and reach in and grab some accessories, grab a cool pair of, of boots, Mm -hmm. Of course, they're aesthetically pleasing as well as practical because I can run in them. Mm -hmm. uh, no heel. No heel for me. Nope, nope, nope. And I'm also like, how tall? I'm crazy tall. Yeah, you're over six, like six and a half maybe. Yeah, I think I, I thought not I Not including your crest. Not including my crest. So I'm a, I'm a tall person. Maybe. So I grab the goods. We get out of there. Wait, wait. wait. What is it, TC? What should I wear? Okay. I chose this for you. All right. And you I'll... choose something for me. For some reason, I just feel like I I, I gotta be nice to TC. Because it's over the last two weeks, it started to feel less like owner-master and mm -hmm. more like a partnership. Mm -hmm. You turned off the restraining bolt. I did. And it's still on there so the other people don't know that she actually is free. But, you know... I turned it off and TC still wants to stay with me. So I know mm -hmm. she's here of her own free will. So I really just feel like, you know, I should probably meet her halfway. I've never felt this kind of loyalty to any creature 
ever. So it's kind of different for me and I don't do it very well. So I roll my eyes. I'm like, ugh, uh, here, wear this. And I, I grab this bright orange feathered thing, uh, from, from a rack. And it's like this big old coat with broad shoulders Mm -hmm. and, and it's keto bird feathers. Yeah. Keto bird feathers. And like, here, well, how about this? That is lovely. So I hand it to TC. TC puts it on. And I lucked out on this one because it actually was a very expensive designer coat, Mm -hmm. but it was so absurd that only the wealthiest of the wealthy Mm -hmm. would would own it, and usually the ones that were known for their poor taste. (laughs) So it was like the the bougie upper crust, but the ones who uh, were known for for dressing vulgarly. This will do well to conceal my blaster. That's great, TC. Come on, let's go. I'm tired. Very well, mistress. Stop calling me mistress. You know I'm not your mistress anymore. Very well, Meryl. I roll my eyes again. Like, okay, well, you can work on it. Just hurry up. Let's go. So we uh, go back to our hideout. Mm-hmm. The dawn is starting to break. Mm-hmm. and You don't get much of it down in the Undercity. Right. So, but I, I still want to make sure that you know it's slight more, slightly more visibility, and I just want to make sure no one can watch me go into my, mm-hmm. go into our hideout. So we get in there. I make sure no one's looking. We go inside, lock the door behind us, and I gotta sleep because mm-hmm. I know that that night is I'm gonna need to be on because I just have this sense mm-hmm. that something's gonna go down. Yeah. I don't know who is watching us on the camera, mm-hmm. and I really just feel, I feel like there's more going on than I can see right now. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't like that. Yeah. So I plug TC into recharge and curl up in a corner and go to sleep. Okay. All right. So you get a couple decent hours of sleep, even though you're pretty much just on a cold, hard floor. I got there at dawn, right? Yeah. The party probably wouldn't start until like 10 that evening. Maybe a little earlier. Okay. Because they're old people. Yeah. They're old, rich people. <laughs> old, rich people. Okay. How many hours of sleep do you think you get? So it's dawn. Yeah, you went to you went to sleep probably just at, as the sun was rising. So fell asleep kind of at dawn. Uh, I don't need to be up and heading to Kishtek Towers until eight ish. Afternoon. Afternoon. Evening. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna need to get some food. Mm-hmm. I think I easily got a solid eight hours. Okay. Yeah, because I'm pretty exhausted. It's it's yeah. been a kind of long couple of weeks yeah we were kind of running around left and right and i finally feel like i'm in a location that i for some reason feel pretty safe at Mm -hmm. so and tc's there and i know that tc will alert me if anything goes down so yeah i'm I'm, i let myself relax and go into a deep sleep so the two of you sort of locked yourself in that room that had the computers Mm -hmm. yeah and um you wake up and unplug tc tc's all charged up and get ready to begin your evening and you head out into that large room that had the two big pools and the burned up computers and the police tape and i'm gonna flip my dark side point over yeah i see that Mm -hmm. sitting on the metal steps that go up to the catwalk there is a basilisk he's very big he's got four arms he's got a little mustache crest on his head a mustache a mustache yeah he's wearing this like decent slacks button up tie suspenders he's got a big blaster in a holster on his chest 
Oh, you've been making a lot of noise. Do I know this person? You don't know this person. I don't recognize them at all. No. I haven't seen them on no. anything. Uh, I keep my cool and um, just kind of, kind of take it in stride. Don't don't let him see that I'm a little startled to see him there. Oh, and uh, who might you be? Name's Dixon. Saul Dixon. Dixon, uh, pleasure to meet you. Yeah, I'm uh, with the RSF. That's the Republic Security Forces. Oh, well, how may I be of assistance? I'd, uh, well, I'd like to offer you a bit of a proposal. Proposing already? <laughs> uh, what might that be? Well, uh, like I said, you've been showing up here and there. The, uh, security cams down here and that shop last night. So you're the one- Couple other places. And, uh, well, well, not me. My, uh, my boys, they've, they've been watching you. Who's, do, do we know, who's his boy? Well, he works for basically the FBI. Oh, okay. The RSF is yeah. basically the FBI. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, we've uh, we've kind of got an idea of what you're up to, and we've we've got a proposition for you if you're interested. I'm listening. We've heard of you. I don't doubt it. Most have. Merle Katunka, mm. bounty hunter, and uh, we've got a bounty for you, off the books. Just uh, working with me for now. What do you say? I'm intrigued. What do you think I'm up to? Well, you're heading to a party tonight, is that right? Mm. You need into that party, don't you? No, no, I uh, just need one of the people at the party. Okay. Well, I think I can help you out there, Dixon. But it'll be double my regular fee. What's your uh, regular fee? 30,000 credits. 60,000 credits. Mm -hmm. Well, the way I see it, we've got you up against a wall here. The way I see it, you need me just as much as I need you to keep quiet. Let's see, we've got uh, murder, robbery, and uh, kidnapping. Uh, I think that was you, if I'm correct. Don't know what you're talking about. Mm. <laughs> Let's call it 45. And then, and then, no, and then TC comes, comes <laughs> walking out. Yes. Mm -hmm. And TC's, you know, walks out and looks around and is like, Oh my. Oh, hi, TC. Um, and because I know that TC is really good at, like, you know. TC's wearing her orange jacket with the <laughs> feather <laughs> collar, yes, by the way. She is. She's so loud. Her loud jacket. <clears throat> Duh, so TC comes tumbling out. It's like, oh, well, Dixon, let me introduce you to my, my co, what, what, my counterpart here. Co-conspirator? My co-conspirator, my <laughs> counterpart here, TC42. TC, this is Dixon, and he's just offered us a job for 60,000 credits. Mr. Dixon, nice to meet you. Uh, like I said, 45. And I want Dixon, uh, I want TC to use her persuasion. Doesn't she have good persuasion? Yes. Or is it her, her coercion? She has, um, charm, uh, negotiation. Oh, that's right. Uh, probably negotiation makes the most sense mm -hmm. here, right? Yeah. Um, and so, so I want TC to like kind of talk me up and be like, mm. oh, I guarantee yeah. she's worth every penny of the 60,000 credits that, you know, for good work costs a good amount of money if you want. Mr. Dixon, whatever you are proposing, if Miss Katuka says it cannot be done for under 60,000 credits, then it cannot be done for under 60,000 credits. My mistress does not lie. She may kill for a living, but she does not lie love that. <laughs> That's so great. I feel a little... I get I get a little, little, um... Two yellows. 
purple around the cheeks, which is the color that I turn when I'm blushing, and I just kind of like, oh, thanks, TC. Two yellows, two purple? Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's uh, gonna be 45. Sorry to say it, but this is really gonna be off the books. I uh, I just can't afford more than that. Uh, I believe him. I don't think he, I don't get the sense that he's just trying to be hard nosed about it. Mm -hmm. So I relent and I'm just like, uh, and I'd say, well, that's really all you can do. I suppose I can accept it. You know, it's uh, it's gonna have to be 45, and I'm gonna have to keep you on retainer. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm nobody's bodyguard. You rolled a lot of failures and also a threat. I don't need you to be my bodyguard. I just need someone on the other side of the law if things are gonna keep going the way that they're going. And which way is that? Times are changing, mostly for the worse. I don't know yet, but I got a bad feeling about things. Are you sure you can afford to keep me on payroll? I mean, I can barely afford the 45, but I might need you again. Well, here's my... Here's my card, and I toss him an info card that has my contact information. It's just got a number on it. Mm-hmm. That number only goes to voicemail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay, so I toss him my card, and it's like, let's get through this one and see how things shake out. All right. He stands up, and uh, you see that he had next to him a paper file, which is weird. You don't see a lot of paper around. Yeah. Hey, hey, what you got there? Oh, uh, this is for you. This is uh, This is what you need. I don't see much paper these days. Like I said, we need to keep this off the record and off the books. Do you need me to destroy it when I'm done reading it? That would be helpful. What have you gotten yourself into, Dixon? This is a strange way of doing business. He hands it over, and inside you see a a profile of a senator named Yander Rosnick. Yander Rosnick. Huh. So I start flipping through the dossier and... And, um... It's basically got info about him. Senator Rosnick, uh, I believe, has been involved in some less than savory things. Well, if he's invited to this party tonight, that is a guarantee. That's uh, what I was figuring on. Well, I can't get into all the details right now, but I'm pretty sure he's in charge of an organization that's really putting us through the ringer at the RSF. But he's, uh, well, he's too high up for us to do anything about it. Well... No one's so high up, they're out of my reach. This sounds like it could be fun. One quick question, though, Dixon. If you don't have time to give me the information about him that I'll need right now, when will you have time? Well, it's all in this folder. Everything you need is right in here. Okay. Good, because I don't like to go into a situation blind. Everything you have is everything I can give you. All right. So what kind of oversight do you want? for this operation. Are you coming with me to the party tonight? Oh no, I can't get in there. Well then how am I gonna contact you when the, when I'm done? Get him, get him out, and get him down here. All right, sounds easy enough. Any chance uh, he has a weakness for Calerans? Probably not. Well, that makes it a little more difficult, but that's all right. I'll figure something out. In the meantime, my credits please. Yander, right? Yander? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, what is he? He's a human. Oh, he's a human. Oh, okay. Yeah, from... He's a human senator from Ariadu. Does he live here on Coruscant? Yeah, most of the senators spend most of their time here. Okay. So I'm flipping through... Oh, has Dixon left? Uh, no, he hands you... This is what I got on me right now. When he hands you the 30. Okay. 
I'll have the rest for you when uh, when I pick up. All right. I'll meet you here at, I don't know, how long do I think it'll take? It shouldn't take us past midnight. Yeah, that's a fair point, TC. I'll meet you here at midnight. All right, I'll see you later. And he walks out. So I start flipping through the dossier and reading up on this crooked senator. All senators are crooked, so I'm not really surprised by anything I read. Yander Rosnick, human senator, Ariadu. You see stuff about uh, previous auctions that he's been at um, acquiring ancient artifacts and strange art from across the galaxy, which is why they think that he will be at this one tonight. He has some known... There, there are a few other names that you see that you don't recognize, people he associates with, uh, Ambrian Knoll, a couple other people from different... Like, they're all political people, but nobody important enough for you to have heard their name. Okay. <clears throat> with the 30,000 credits that he gave me, I now have enough to go gather some supplies that I'm going to need for tonight. Okay. What do you need? I'm not a big talker. I prefer to let my fists do the talking. But TC has great skills in diplomacy. And I... I... Thank you. Okay, TC. Calm down. So I want to find a place where you'd get, like, body mods. Cybernetics? Yeah, like a cybernetics place. We know a guy with some cybernetics. Who? Just met him. Demo? Yeah. My buddy Demo? Yeah. Oh, I'd like to go visit Demo again. That sounds fun. Okay, so uh, we've got some more credits, and I feel like it'll come in handy if TC and I had the ability to communicate. What do they call it? Hang on, let me find it. Yeah, so you remember there's this uh, species that tends to work for huts called ganks, and they have this sort of special implant that lets them communicate over long distances through... Through thought. Yeah. It sounds like it would probably be pretty painful for them to put that in. But I have a high pain threshold, and I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> okay. Um, you really don't want me to have this, do you? Whatever you want. Means I gotta look up rules, though. But it's only it's only 250. Yeah, it's not much. But yeah, it, it's is so it restricted, though? No, it's no, not. it's not restricted. It's only. I feel like it wouldn't be because I don't think it's a brain. Well, well it's no, really, it would it's be meant a, for ganks, is the thing. Well, that's fair. So the range is seven kilometers. They can't be used to communicate with a normal comm link, and no one can hack the comms. What is your brawn? My brawn is three. Okay, so you can technically fit two more cybernetics in you. So this would be one of my three. So I can have three total. Three total. You have okay. an arm already. Yep. So the um, you and TC head back up to the Blacklight District, head to Ringo's, head to the back door, give it a knock. The little eye stalk comes out. Achoo, Blinky. Looks at you, looks at TC, goes back in, and a little screen on the side. Get back real fast. What's up? Uh, another thing has come up, but it's of a it's of a different variety. Okay. I have the credits for you. Okay. Um, I'd rather not talk about it out here. Can, can you just let us in? I'm with another client. Well, I'll wait. You head up to the bar. Mm-hmm. Take a seat. It's morning. It's not too many people out. You see a little Polis Mawson walk out of that room after a couple minutes, and the door closes. You head back in, and uh, Demo lets you in pretty easily. What's up? I want a gank comm link installed in my, implanted in myself and in my... TC. That's cool. I don't have those, but uh, 
there's this guy, like a half a mile away, cybernetics and droid parts, right behind Misty Mardigans. He's a uh, Keldor. I forget the name of the place. I think it's called cybernetics and droid parts. He's not very creative. So TC and Merrill head out of Ringo's, find Misty Mardigans, go behind it, and spot a familiar store. It's where I bought TC from, isn't it? No, it's where you got TC modified. That's where I got TC modified. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. It says cybernetics and droid parts. Well, I guess this is the place. Come on, TC. Yes, Meryl. We go inside of, and the whole walk over there, TC had been going on and on about how she can't wait to share what she kept referring to as a psychic link with me because I'm her best friend and she just loves that we'll be able to talk no matter how far away we are and I had to very quietly remind her like this only has a range of seven clicks and then I started thinking about how far away I could go what what that furthest place would be and fantasizing about being there and just maybe this was not such a great idea after all but TC's very excited very excited she cannot wait. She can't wait. She's thrilled. It's going to be wonderful. We'll share my every thought. <laughs> please don't, TC. Please, please. The two of you head into Cybernetics and Droid Parts, and there is a Keldor standing behind the counter. He's got his sort of um, rusty colored skin with uh, bulbous things on the side of his head. He's got his breath mask on, and he looks up from his work. And if you, let's say his mask has uh, some enhancements that it picks up a little bit of expression. So you see the mechanical eyes on the mask, mask like narrow and sort of spin a little bit, like zooming in on you. <laughs> hey, it's you. Your GC's doing fine, right? Oh yeah, no complaints there. Legs you did, are good. You did a great job. Okay. She's moving, moving great. Great. Uh, I need another modification. Oh. Sure. You know I'm, what you want? I'm going to need you to ins- to uh, implant some gank comms. I can, on, on the TC? And me. Well, I can do the TC. I guess I can try it on you. That didn't instill a whole ton of confidence <laughs> in me. That's your pain threshold. Excellent. But why would that matter? Because nothing. All right, get, get your TC up on the counter. Well, you got the credits right. You're not hassle me over the credits again, are you? 250, right here. Put the credits down on the counter. Oh, they're 300. You know that's not the going rate, so don't even try. It's the going rate around here. Am I going to have to threaten you again, or are you going to just let this happen? Oh, boy. You are some customer. 250 credits is a fair price, and I'm sick and tired of you trying to wheedle me out of my money. Why don't you go down to Arjok? Arjok's if uh, droid surplus, remember? lorded his name over me last time? I was told that you were the one who could do this operation. Yeah, by who? Demo. Oh. That's right. Demo sent me. Fine. Fine. Alright, fork over the 500. I think it was 250 total? Oh. 250 per person. Oh, wow. Look at you go with the fine print. Hey, I'm running a business here, not a charity. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give you... I'll pay the 500... So I'm gonna, if I'm gonna pay 500 for these implants, I'm gonna need you to give me the going rate. Yep, yeah, that's what you asked for. 
I'm gonna need you to use those pain meds that I know that you're hoarding back there and are too too much of a tight wad to use. Um, roll your coercion. You have any coercion? I don't have any coercion, but I have two will. I think I just usually intimidate people. <laughs> That's coercion. How have I been doing that then? Maybe I've just been lucky on these rolls? Well, it's gonna be two green against two purple. All right. That didn't go well. Three threats. Suck it up. And the T and uh, TC42 gets on the desk. <clears throat> he rummages through some some shelves and gets some pieces out of one thing, gets some pieces out of another thing, and unscrews the back of TC's head and puts a little thing in it. Like, okay, that's the easy part. Got that one installed. It's probably not going to work for a couple hours. It's got to boot up. Get integrated with your systems. Now, lay down. So I climb up on the counter. Well, he's taking us into a back room, and there's mm-hmm. there's like a it's it's a metal like a metal it's like a metal countertop yeah. kind of in the middle of the yeah. room. Like, some like, a, like a yeah uh huh. There's a lot of it's mostly mechanic tools. Mm-hmm. This is probably gonna hurt. I climb up on the countertop, and uh, I have a, a history with pain, so so I'm used to it, so I'm not too concerned. But uh, I do know it's gonna hurt, but I know how to like control my response to pain. So, do you want to flip one of your light side points to make his roll better? I really do. <laughs> Thank you. So I, I lie down on the table, and and TC comes up and takes my hand into hers. And is like, it will be fine. This won't hurt a bit. And it is excruciating. And it works. He gets it installed. And I need you to do your resilience check now. Okay. Now, I don't need to flip a, a light side point for that, do you I? You don't. You have to roll one. You have to roll force die with your resilience check. Oh, I see. Okay. So I don't have any rank in resilience, but I have three brawn. Okay. So three so green? three greens. You're rolling your white one. And you rolled a lot of threat on that. So it's going to be... Can I have a blue because I... Because TC's holding your hand. Because TC's there for moral support. And I didn't realize how much I needed that in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm very nervous about this, actually, because... But but the surgery was a success, right? This is just about how much it hurt Oh, me. it got installed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He didn't, like, F me up in any way. No. Uh... Oh, I didn't do too bad. And I have one. Okay, so you have one success and three advantages. You got a light side point, which if you wanted to flip a, a light side and take some strain, you would add another success, but that wouldn't really help. You. I don't think I did. Yeah. So you don't pass out. That was really what that resilience check was for. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so TC doesn't have to carry me anywhere. Right. And oh, you got geez. three advantages. Oh, I like that. Do you have ideas for those? Uh, I would like one advantage to be that I remembered in my tool belt, I had a, like, painkiller shot for when you're, like, injured in the field. Okay, that's... sure. Is that okay? Yeah. So, like a painkiller? Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for getting injured in the field. So I, I keep it with me, but I haven't used it in so long because, let's face it, I rarely get injured. So I remember that I have that in my belt. So I'm in a ton of pain and too weak to move. So I just say, TC... TC. Yes, Meryl. My, my belt, can you 
my belt. And so TC starts rummaging in my belt. And she I, finds it, yeah. And, and she finds it, and she gives me the shot. Mm-hmm. And it, I just start to relax. Like it doesn't. It takes the edge off. It doesn't. Yeah. It, the pain is excruciating, but mm-hmm. it but it takes off the edge so that I feel like I can open my eyes and and you know not want to not want to scream anymore. Yeah, you so, don't want to throw up right now. I don't want to throw up right yeah. now. So I kind of very slowly sit up and. What kind of visibility is a, a the calm? Uh, it is inside. You don't see. It's, it's inter- like under your skin. Okay, that's but what I thought. You are probably bleeding. Because you were fresh out of surgery. Well, you wouldn't have, like, cleaned me up. I mean, you've probably got some evidence of it being there. Oh, okay. So, like, dried blood or something. Okay. My other advantage will be that he hands me a warm washcloth so that I can, you know, clean up my head. So that you can't see that there's there's blood or or anything. (laughs) What kind of scar is it? Um, it is... uh, He's got lots of, like... Because it wouldn't be stitches. He would, like, laser close them. Probably... Yeah, burn it closed or something mm-hmm. like that. Especially with the equipment that he has. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good as new. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Ugh. So I hand over the 500 credits mm-hmm. and gingerly hop off the counter and we start making our way out the door. What, no tip this time? I don't think I tipped you last time. Pretty sure you did. Did I? It's fine. Here's a tip. Don't cross my path again. You're the one who came in here. I just, I just uh, wave my hand at him dismissively and just lean on TC and stumble my way out the door. I don't have the energy to argue with this guy. TC says, well, shall we go? Do you have your outfit? Let's get back to the plant. I left my outfit there. Very well, Meryl. So we stumble our way back to the plant. And the pain meds kind of kicked in more and more as we were walking and it took us about 10 minutes to get to get there from where we were, but the way back took like a half an hour. I was I was so weak and we were moving really slowly and had to stop and rest a lot. But by the time we got there, I was feeling much better. Mm-hmm. Meds were kicking in and I'm a fast healer anyway. So, you know, I figured that in a couple of hours, I would be yeah. close enough to okay that, that I would be able to pull through and pull through the evening. And it shouldn't be too much of a disadvantage or yeah. anything like that. And so. you're pretty close to the time that you need to be there anyway. Exactly. So we get back, change really quickly. Did I use all my advantages? Yeah, I think for, yeah. Okay. Put on my outfit, put on my boots, and try and think about whether or not I should bring a weapon. But figure it's probably not the best idea because of the company that we're going to be keeping at this party. So... Should I bring my blaster? Kind of look her up and down. Where's your blaster right now, TC? She opens up her jacket, and it looks like in the night when you were sleeping and she did not have to sleep, she did some very rudimentary stitching, and there's a little pocket in there. Like, ooh, all right. Nicely done, TC. It's very bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, it's really bad. It's like... But maybe to Meryl's... I don't know. No, I would... I don't know if Meryl's a crafts person. No, I... So I I see her... Her her very crude sewing job. Okay, as long as you don't think it'll fall out. It will not. Uh, All right, well, when your coat's closed, I can't even tell, so... Yeah. Yeah, let's bring that. Sounds like a good plan. So we're all ready to go, and we start making our way. Kishtek Tower. There's a screen wipe. Okay. So a bunch of uh, fancy speeders, limo speeders, 
nice taxis are all pulling up in front of Kishtek. Um, they have put out a very special landing, like a set of landing platforms, all with bridges that connect. It's all very fancy. There is a decently sized line of people waiting to get into the party, and there's security. Looks like people are being checked. Not everybody, some people are passing through, but they're checking for, for weapons and the like. Luckily, I, I'm not packing any weapons on me other than the obvious, my repulsor fist, but nobody knows that that's a weapon because I have, I have my arms completely covered. So that won't be obvious to anybody um, unless somebody gets frisky. So hopefully that won't happen. But even still, it's a bionic arm. It doesn't necessarily follow that it's, you know, a repulsor fist. They, they won't automatically know that. Uh, I'm really thankful getting out of that taxi, uh, looking around that, that it looks like my outfit now is like retro cool, even though it's super outdated. Like it, the styles come back around, so I feel better about blending in. So I get in line with TC and we just kind of awkwardly stand there waiting, trying to look like we belong. TC's wearing her long fuzzy jacket. Well, it was it was orange and it was feathered. Yeah. They were feathers, right? Jacket. She does have a weapon. She has a rather large weapon. It's small. No, I thought it's a, it, was, it is a small blaster. I thought part of the problem was hiding it. Well, she's not really wearing any clothes except the coat. I love that she's just in this pimp jacket. It's great. Yeah, so she has a blaster. Um inside the right inner pocket of her big old big old feathered orange feathered jacket so we finally you know get up to the front of the line and it's our turn to be checked the difficulty for both of you is going to be three purples Seems a little steep but okay so guarding the door there's a large wookie with uh some scars on his face and a cybernetic eye he's got dark fur along with a couple other goons like the other goons are Guido goons or Guido goons under three feet. Oh, okay. Are are they Jawa? One is an Ugnaught. Okay. It's a so it's the Wookie, an Ugnaught, and a Zexto. Okay. So the Ugnaught's kind of got a piggy face with pinkish skin, mm-hmm. and the Zexto has a really long neck with a tiny head and big black eyes, forearms. Okay. All right. So you're rolling stealth for your repulsor fist. I have two agility. Okay. So it's two greens. This is uh, this is difficult for both of you. I'm going to turn over. You can't. Why can't I? Because I am dark side. You still have to use light side, boy. Son of a biscuit. Son of a building block. It's Woody. All right. So I have one threat. Mm-hmm. So the two of you um, start walking past these three guards and uh, the Wookiee puts an arm in front of you and growls a low rumble. And the Zexto comes up with his forearms and starts pawing through um, TC's coat, pulls out a blaster. Droid's got a blaster. The Wookiee, who? The Zexto says, Gonna have to hold on to this. And the Ugnaught is good with machines. Taps on your arm. What you got there? Oh, uh, it's just a mechanical arm. I, I lost it in a battle. 
And so, you know, just standard issue mechanical arm. Okay. Move along. So TC and I just continue forward, try not to draw any more attention or make a scene. TC no longer has her IR5. I'm okay with this because this is a big party. I don't want to make a huge scene here, draw a bunch of attention. So my plan from the beginning was to find the senator and kind of deal with him outside of the party. So Marilyn TC walk into a huge room with tons and tons of people. One might say it was ginormous. One might say. Everybody's wearing very fancy clothes. Uh, One might say schmancy. Schmancy. <laughs> Absolutely schmancy. Okay, I'll stop that bit now. Half of the people in this room are under four feet tall. So I stand out quite a bit. A little bit. Like literally standing mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Okay. How tall is TC again? I don't remember. Uh, a little shorter than you because you've got that head crest. Fair enough. Yeah. And I'm tall. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so we're sticking out like a sore thumb here. Well, there are there are enough taller people that you don't stick out that much. Like some humanoids and actual humans and stuff yeah, like that. Okay. Yeah, there are some humans. You see an initiative in a business suit. Looks kind of familiar. Okay. Um, you see a hut. Yep. Um, with a couple guards. Uh, I would know the hut because I've done work for them up, before. Um, a staircase. Yep. So I recognize. Who is it? It's, um, it's Pana. Pana the Hut. Yeah, so yeah. I recognize Pana. Yeah. The whole time, ever since we made it through security, TC has been talking in my head. Mm-hmm. And just, just rambling. Identifying every single species of alien in this room. Like, basically, I have... Giving planetary histories. Right. Too much information, all the details... It just and She just thinks you want to know these things. Right. Why wouldn't you? She's just trying to be helpful. Is and it going to be useful for you? Right. It's driving me absolutely crazy. I cannot focus. Finally, TC! And she stops you talking. Hear, you hear, yes, Ma- yes, Meryl? And then I realize that I said it out loud and some people are glancing over their shoulders at me. I shut up and I start thinking, TC, I really need you to stop talking. Very well. Are you just trying to be helpful? And I'm just saying that because I can sense that I hurt her feelings. I am trying to be helpful. I know. This is information that may prove valuable to you. Okay, well, can you just maybe, instead of giving me the history of every planet, every species that lives on every planet, just limit yourself to what's right in front of our face at this moment, okay? Very well. Just keep your eye out for anything that looks weird or suspicious. The theme of this party is striking you as a little bit odd. As I look around the room, I'm beginning to pick up on some clues. There are, there are birds flying around in the upper parts of the, of the room. They're probably holograms, but you can't quite tell. Can't really, if they're holograms, they were well programmed because mm-hmm. they're convincing AF. And... I'm noticing that TC is blending in incredibly well Mm -hmm. with her giant orange feathered coat because it looks like almost everybody has some sort of feathered something on their person. Mm -hmm. And then I start paying attention to the food that's on the trays that the the waiters are walking and serving and everything. Everything. 
everything. Every single thing. Is eggs. It's just eggs. It's just different sizes and shapes, and some are deviled, and you know, some are angeled, and (laughs) some are just. It's a special recipe from the Moons of Diego. Right. Mm -hmm. Lots of colors and shapes, and yeah, but but because there are so many eggs present, there's the faint sulfuric smell happening. But seeing all this, I'm like, huh. I, uh, I think I'm at a bird party. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Thanks to Mary Francis for playing on this episode. Our music is by Mark Everhart. You can find us on social media at Coruscant Night on Twitter, or you can email us at CoruscantNightsPod at gmail.com. This week, we want to give a special shout out to our newest Patreon patron, Char. Thanks for joining us, Char. Love the podcast and want to show your support? You can leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. You can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash Nights, or you can visit us on Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash Nights.